Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. Welcome. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Today's questioner asks, self-care just feels really overwhelming to me. I keep hearing how it's so important, and I've tried so many different must-do self-care checklists but it just feels like one more chore on my to-do list. Can I just stop doing it? I totally understand that feeling. It happens to me sometimes, and it's a great reminder for me to check in on what I think I'm doing for self-care, because I've come to learn in my own life and from talking to family, friends, and clients, this feeling is almost always linked with labeling self-work and distraction as self-care and not actually practicing any true self-care. Which brings me to the importance of understanding what self-care actually is. Here's a quick rundown. Self-care is something that replenishes your mental, physical, and or emotional energy reserves. Self-care leaves you feeling nourished, like you just got a long hug from one of your favorite people, someone who loves you unconditionally. If it's safe for you to do so, close your eyes or take a soft downward gaze now. Imagine a beautiful teacup sitting on a beautiful saucer. Next to it is a full pot of warm tea waiting to be poured. Lift up the teapot and slowly begin to pour the tea into your teacup. Visualize the steam lifting up out of the cup. Smell the aroma of the tea and feel the warmth of the teapot in your hand. Continue pouring the tea into the teacup until it's so full the tea begins to spill over the rim of the cup and fill your saucer until it can't hold another drop. I like to remind clients that the energy you have to give others is the tea in your saucer. To keep yourself happy and healthy, The tea in the teacup is what you keep for yourself. If you let your teacup drain, you won't have any energy left to give others or yourself. Self-care is how you fill your teacup and saucer. If your eyes were closed, feel free to open them now. So just as important as knowing what self-care is, is knowing what it isn't. Self-work is something that helps you learn and grow, but it takes energy. A great example of self-work is the goal-setting and year-end review process in episodes two and three of this podcast. These are things that are super important to living your best life, but they drain tea out of your teacup. They don't refill it. And distractions are like empty calories. Distraction is often a neutral event. It isn't taking any tea out of your teacup, but it isn't pouring any in either. And that means it isn't inherently a problem. But if you're aiming for a healthy diet of 2,000 calories a day, 
and you can get all of your nutritional needs in 1800 calories, then by all means, have 200 calories that bring nothing to the table. However, if you're struggling to get all of your nutritional needs met, those empty calories become an issue. Similarly, if you've got extra time and energy, then distraction activities aren't a problem. But if you're struggling to get enough self-care and frequently feel run down, exhausted, or burnt out, distraction activities become an issue as they get in the way of spending time on what would make you feel better. Distraction won't help replenish your reserves, and it won't prepare you to tackle the challenges of tomorrow with grace and ease. You need to make sure you're incorporating actual self-care into your life for that. Self-care has become such a buzzword that it gets thrown around a lot. It's often used for marketing purposes, as well as by people who genuinely want to help you live a healthier life. So let's talk about some of the ways we can get self-care wrong, turning it from something to replenish us to something that drains us. First is following someone else's self-care checklist. Maybe it's because I share so much information about self-care, but I can't go on Pinterest without a dozen must-do self-care checklists popping up. And while I truly believe each person who puts out a list like this is well-meaning, there are a few important things they miss which can set you up for self-care failure, not success. We are not cookie-cutter humans, and what feels like self-care to one person isn't necessarily self-care for someone else. Here are just a few ways this comes into play. First, introverts and extroverts recharge differently. Introverts recharge better alone. Extroverts recharge better when spending time with others. So if you're an extrovert following an introvert self-care list, or vice versa, it isn't a surprise you're not nourished by those activities. You can tweak these activities by adding in or taking away the component that you need. For instance, a walk in the park alone recharges an introvert, while a walk in the park with a great friend recharges an extrovert. Second, our interests and hobbies are as unique as we are. I love gardening. Getting out in the garden not only allows me to recharge from my regular daily work by resting the left side of my brain while engaging the right, I also get so much nourishment out of digging my hands in the dirt, listening to the birds sing, and rejoicing in each plant as they come into bloom. Adam, my husband, views gardening as a chore, and so while it takes physical energy from both of us, he doesn't get the mental and emotional recharge from it that I do. Third, these lists often forget we all have different life resources, especially time and money. If the self-care checklist you're trying to follow calls for a weekly massage, depending on your financial situation, the stress of the cost may be greater than any relief you'd receive from the massage. Or if you're a parent of young children and the self-care checklist you've downloaded includes a four-hour at-home spa day every Sunday morning, you may feel like you're being asked to choose between self-care and quality time with your kids. The bottom line is, self-care should feel like self-care to you, not a chore or a burden. Just because it's self-care for someone else doesn't mean it's self-care for you. And finally, many of these lists are filled with self-work activities. I've noticed over the years a real misunderstanding of the difference between the two. Often, people conflate personal development with self-care. I intentionally use the term self-work instead of personal development to create a clear distinction between the two. 
But there's some gray area here, which leads us to the next place we sometimes get self-care wrong. Not paying attention to the intention. There are plenty of activities that can be either self-care or self-work, or maybe even distraction. I love to use a walk in the park to explore the differences. You can go to the park and take a casual stroll, noticing the world around you with all five senses, truly relaxing and simply enjoying the experience with no other intention. That's self-care. A quick side note here, remember what we talked about earlier. If you're an extrovert, invite someone you enjoy spending time with on that walk with you. Or you can go to the park with the intention of getting 4,000 steps in 30 minutes to reach your step goal for the day. That's self-work. You've headed into the park with a goal and the intention of achieving something that will help you learn and or grow. Or you can go to the park and pop in earbuds and play your favorite entertainment podcast, blocking out your awareness of the world around you and using the podcast to pull you out of thinking about and experiencing your life. That's distraction. Another side note here, if you were listening to a podcast like this one with the intention of learning something to improve your life, that shifts it into a self-work activity. So while in each case you were taking a walk in the park, your intention and the way you approached that walk influenced the impact it has on the tea in your teacup. When you notice a self-care routine that used to work isn't filling you up anymore, it's a great time to do a check in on your intention. Have those self-care activities shifted to self-work or distraction? What changes can you make in intention to allow them to shift back to self-care? Which brings us to the last point I want to mention. Defaulting to habit. Take a moment and get really honest with yourself. How often do you find yourself curled up on the sofa with a glass of wine mindlessly watching the television at the end of the day and justifying it as self-care. As you might have guessed by now, it probably isn't self-care. It's most likely distraction. You can also add scrolling through social media and playing mindless games on your phone to that list. Does something leave you feeling numb and distracted? Do you look at the clock hours later and wonder where the time went? Not in a wow, I had so much fun, I totally lost track of the time way, but in a, huh, I'm really not sure how I just spent that much time staring at my phone or TV way. That's distraction, not self-care. Please don't get me wrong. Sometimes distraction is all you have the bandwidth for, and that's okay. I curl up almost every evening and watch some TV with my husband, Adam. At the end of a long day, it allows me to shut down my brain and goes great with an easy knitting project. But I have a reminder set to turn off the TV at 8 p.m. every night, so I have plenty of time for my evening self-care and self-work routine. Remember, distraction in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It only becomes a problem when you don't have enough time for the other important things in your life. However, if you're reverting to distraction activities out of habit, it's time to bring some intentionality to how you spend your time. Looping back to the last point, consider if there's another activity or another way to approach the same activity, which would shift you out of distraction and into self-care. As you've been listening to this episode, has it started to dawn on you that you don't have any actual self-care in your life? 
Are all the activities you thought were self-care actually distraction or self-work? Are you curious how to shift your routine so it not only begins to nourish you, but self-care turns into something you look forward to each day instead of just another item to check off your list? If you're nodding yes right now, I've got you covered. Instead of a worksheet, this episode has an entire free ebook. Grab a copy of my free self-care toolkit at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash self-care toolkit. That's all one word, no punctuation. This 27-page ebook has everything you need to start building a sustainable self-care routine to help you fill your cup, build your resilience so you're ready to take on anything life throws at you, and make self-care fun again. Again, the address to get your copy is nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash self-care toolkit, and I'll add a link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.